Welcome to the Tom Golly official podcast. With me today is a awesome, awesome, awesome friend of mine. Uh, he actually co-wrote a song with me a few years back uh, called His Name is Jesus. Um, he is a songwriter, an artist. Uh, he has a gr group called Tiger Run. Yes. Uh, so check, check out, <laughs> definitely got to check out his music out. But uh, man, uh, thank you for being here, man. It's awesome. Thanks Dan for having me, man. This is, this is the Daniel Reed. <laughs> Though his social media stuff says Daniel can't read. And yep. I think that's not true. Well, when I was like, you probably went to a big high school too, like kind of big. Yeah, more or less, yeah. Um, my high school wasn't huge, but it was the when we had to walk across the the stage to get our diploma. Yeah. You, like, nobody knew our names, so we just had to write our name and, like, give it to the person, and they would, they would announce our name as we're walking across. And so my middle name is Brock, and so I just really, like, thought about it, and I was like, I'm going to just put Daniel Can't Read and have them, <laughs> have them say that when I walk across stage. And that is genius. So... I just kind of always stuck, man. Always you know, my fun, my thing was, man. I I used to get in trouble a lot because you know, with my last name, because teachers would almost always pronounce it wrong. Really? And yeah, it was insane. And and <laughs> um, the and it still happens to this day. But um, what was interesting was, you know, I I grew up around a lot of fishermen and really gruff people. That if they weren't you know, if, if they ever missed an opportunity to say something snarky or wise guy-ish, like, you know, it, it'd be a bad day. So, you know, I just sort of grew up around that. So if a teacher would get it wrong, I'd be like, uh, you know, for instance, they'd say goalie or jolly. And I'd be like, uh, well, that college education's coming in handy, isn't it? And I mean, get jettisoned out of classes so fast. Yeah. But I started to discover, like, hey, this is a good thing. If I, get, if I can say something snarky to the teacher and he kicks me out in ninth, ninth period, I get to go home. Yeah. Because what am I going to do? Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. So, yeah. So, um, but, yeah, it's it's definitely interesting with the the, the last name thing, how uh, – Easy, easy people can either get it wrong or how even again at a big high school how sometimes the principal have no idea who you even are so totally. they'll they'll believe what the last name is yeah absolutely that's hilarious yeah that's so that just kind of stuck as your that's just yeah I just always well, like my email address at the time like when when kids started getting email addresses it was yeah. like oh I'm, at least at least the kids I rolled around with like there it was like Bible verses like some like some real important Bible verse. And so like my, I was like, well, I'm going to have, I, my email address at the time was Proverbs two, five, one, like 2516, which is <laughs> if you come across honey, eat just enough. Cause too much of it will make you vomit. Oh, wow. That was the Bible verse that I like chose as my email address. Like <laughs> people were like, what is that verse? And I was like, go look it up. It's, it's powerful. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bet. Gosh. Speaking of vomiting, man, I I got royally ill on a on a on a, on a run a couple of months ago. Um, just ate a bad piece of cheese, dude. Don't eat don't eat wrapped cheese from a gas station ever. <laughs> um, apparently, if it's not kept refrigerated, it goes bad, and you won't even know it until it hits your belly. Mm. But yeah, like you said, powerful isn't even the word for the violence in which. That cheese decided to leave my body, <laughs> and my band to this day still like you know they, they they make fun of me because they were just like, 
dude, I know, I know you love like bands, like you love like screamo rock sometimes, but like you didn't have to prove you could do it, you know, because <laughs> yeah. it was just like, like really, really violent. And it's, man, that's so powerful is accurate <laughs> for such a thing. Yeah. But, um, but man, so you, you've been, how long have you been living in Nashville for? Since uh, 2014. And you grew up where? In Seattle area. Like oh, Seattle, okay. Washington West area. Coast, yeah. West Coast. Cool. So, so I'm from the Far East, you're from the Far West. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> kind of met in the middle. <laughs> and uh, So I had, I grew up in like punk bands and that kind of stuff. But yeah. like being like really far away from any sort of music industry. Mm. I mean, everybody thinks that Seattle's a music town because we had Nirvana. Nirvana, and, yeah. And like we had some other ones. Um, Pearl Jam. Like it was all like stuff that was like before before it was like my time to like play music kind of thing but yeah. like we weren't a music industry town we just some good bands came out of there or whatever right so what, well i mean like, you look at the genres that came out of there i mean and <laughs> i mean it just seems like an angry place to live it's raining all the time it's, it's gray so you, so like when that angsty music was yeah. was all about it it just seemed yeah. to be like well who's more miserable than them you yeah yeah and then, but when I was in high school, I mean, our music wasn't angsty. It was like, I remember one of the first songs I wrote was uh, called I Wish I Had a Girlfriend. <laughs> so it was just like terrible punk, <laughs> pop punk music. I have a but, friend of mine who used to, every time he liked a girl, he'd go home and write a song about her. <laughs> and they usually weren't very good. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he showed me a demo one time and it's just like, uh, one of them was like, Brazilian girl, <laughs> Brazilian girl, I just want to know you. <laughs> it's like, yes. what is this? That's yeah, like Flight of the Concords. Exactly. Um, it's just literally funny. But I, uh, yeah, I never had it like uh, an example of like, oh, well, you can actually go and try and do music yeah. somewhere. So after high school, I was like, well, I guess I have to go get a real job or whatever and mm. like go to college. And nobody told me that I didn't have to do that so right. i went to college to like work in churches i went to college like to get a like a bible degree okay and i mean i went to edmonton alberta in canada oh okay for college just because it was uh you didn't have to do math up there so i was like well that explains that explains a lot <laughs> I was like, Dude, awesome yeah so you don't have to do math in canadian colleges that explains a ton canadian bible colleges i don't know if all the colleges right yeah no i i'm well you know the joke that just came to mind is well no wonder they can't put two and two together so <laughs> no it's it, but you know actually it's, it's interesting one, one of the most brilliant people i've ever met was elias dummer who's from canada Dude, he He's a nerd about like all that stuff. Oh yeah, I uh, mean, if, I'm still looking up words he said on that podcast, yeah. man. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's super smart. So you moved to Nashville in 2014. 14, yeah. Okay. Uh, I I moved here. I was in a band, and we were touring. But like every time we would start a tour, or every time we would end a tour, just because we were from Seattle, it was like, all right, let's start a tour. Let's drive for 16 hours and then play the first show. Uh huh. Or like, all right, we ended a tour. Let's drive home for twenty hours. Like it was just always exhausting. Mm -hmm. And um, and so then I was like, well, I'm just gonna move to Nashville. Excuse me. And then we'll have like maybe two two different home bases. That was the intent. Yeah. And 2014 was like 
man, was like a really good year for us. Like we, uh, we never, never had a management, never had booking. What band was this? It was called Liebecker. Liebecker, okay. Never had anything that would like help us get ahead. <clears throat> and yet we were able to, in 2014, we were on a tour with like Building 429 and Hawk Nelson and Family Force 5. And we played the main stage at like every festival that year. And it was like, dude, things are like, things are really looking good for us. Yep. And then like it was right after that summer, uh, I don't know, things just didn't work out at all for yeah. us. We were just like, we went back to like playing, like it was like pulling teeth booking youth groups that didn't yeah. really want to see us play anyway. It's it's weird how that happens, man. You know, I had that I kind of had that in 2019. Yeah. Like I was main stage on a ton of these festivals. Granted, I was pretty I'm sure I'm sure Liebecker was early yeah. too. Yeah. You know, and it's great that you're up there, but like, hey, no one's here yet kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but um yeah, it's like and you think, "Hey, it's coming, it's happening." Yeah. And then like, well, for me, COVID followed it, but mm. um but I definitely seen how you know, I think we all go into those kind of events thinking like, oh, this is going to this is going to get us respect because we're sharing the stage with those people. People are going to value us more. And when it really doesn't do that, it's yeah. like, well, what, what am I doing wrong? Yeah. <laughs> you know, or, you know, maybe you hope, hey, I'm going to get to meet some of these bands and talk to them and they don't come out of their bus until they play and then they get right back on it and you never even get to say hello. Yeah. It's like, man, this wasn't quite. This wasn't maybe this wasn't worth playing for free and driving twenty hours and paying our own lodging and maybe I should have done this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's definitely a little disheartening. So so what did you guys do next? What was the uh plan? well then we so we were supposed to at the beginning of that year, we were supposed to record an album. And then we got into the studio and we were like, oh, man, we there was just a little bit of uh like us not knowing what we wanted to do, yeah, what we wanted to do, and so we're getting. And I feel really bad because we had like, um, he's turning out to be like a phenomenal. Like he's he's a great producer, but like we wasted his time. And um, who's that? It was Jeff Duncan. Jeff Duncan. Yeah. Okay. So it was like, dude, Jeff is awesome, and yet we're sitting in the studio being like, I don't like this, I don't like that, and it was us, you know, like just being like. I don't like these songs at all that we like because what we would do we were just a touring band and so right. every once in a while we'd be like this album is getting boring for us to play so let's just book some time and we'll record we'll write some songs before that studio time yeah that's how we always wrote yeah it was always like and it's tough to write some for some people and i, I don't maybe you agree with this for me it's definitely hard to write when i don't feel like i got something i need to tell the world yeah and we you know? were and we were only like we just loved to play. That was our whole band. We loved to play. We loved to be out there. Like we did all have hearts for um the like the youth we were a youth group band. We just wanted to like go and yeah. like hang out and be buds with everybody we were playing for. And so we always needed music and so we would like book studio time and then we would write leading up to it. So when we went in with Jeff Duncan, we were like I don't like any of these songs that we're, yeah. we, we don't have anything to say. We, so we actually, w like, we were, we actually just told him, like, hey, sorry we wasted your time. We're yeah. going to just kind of go into this season of, like, that big tour and then the, the summer festival season. We'll just get through it 
performing what we already have yeah. and then we'll we'll re-record songs next year and we went back to the producer we had worked with before which was he was at the time he didn't like no like nothing had come for this guy either but colby wedgworth we mm -hmm. were just working with him and um so we went back to colby and um we had written like six songs seven songs that we we're like okay these are this is who we want to be this is awesome yeah and we went and recorded them and we were like dude this is as good as it gets but we didn't know like uh we didn't know what we were doing we just yeah. i mean we were not Do, does anybody well we were, <laughs> we were we were too cool for the christian industry yep and not nearly cool enough for the general market okay so we were just sitting in this like middle land but we liked what we were doing yeah. and uh right when we finished those songs um I got a text message on the like we were fin we finished a tour and I got a text message that was like, "Hey, do you guys have any new music?" And I we just finished these songs. We had just gotten the masters like maybe a day before, and I don't I didn't know whose whose number this was, so I was just like, "Here you go. Here's our six new songs." <laughs> and uh, the next song that number texted me back and was like, "Dude, uh, one of your songs is on hold for a movie," and I was like who is this <laughs> like yeah what what are you talking about i don't even know what that is like we had never heard of sync music or anything yeah. like that and uh this this guy who ended up being a buddy who was also in a band from like a different part of the country but we just had played a couple shows together he was like dude i sent your music to a sync company in la because they were looking for like your guys's sound anyway and um, that's awesome and we didn't get that movie but that company ended up getting us and again we had never written for sync we didn't know what that was right but that company ended up getting us like we started they started being like can we push this and we we're like yeah i don't know what that means but do it <laughs> and uh we started it would be like hey your song is on like this song is on a teen mom episode and this song is on a vanderpump rules episode and like we were like what is going on like that's awesome and it wasn't like it didn't make a ton of money, but no. it was like, wow, validation. Yeah. This is cool. I mean, it's crazy how how Sync is – I can't even name the band, but I know there was one band that got their song placed on – I think it was like a like Madden football. Yeah. Like it was in one of their one of their rotations of, of music, and like the band blew up because of it. Yeah. It's crazy what Sync can do. And, it is. You know, it hasn't happened for me, but it yeah. is crazy what it does for other people. No, I mean, I've heard of people that I've heard of people getting record deals for like CCM because they're doing Sync uh, under like a different name. Yeah. And that's generating a lot of money. Yeah. Um, which, like, man, sign, sign me up to figure out how to do that. Yeah. You know? Um, cause that's, that seems to be a, I mean, I think if you're, if you really like writing songs and particularly maybe like one and a half to two minute songs these days, it's yep. probably a great outlet for it, you know? Yeah. And that's, and so at the time our album, we loved it and we like, I think that like other people loved it, but it just never really got us. We, we were always like, well, let's not, let's not go and pursue labels or management. Yeah. Let's let them come to us. Right. Nobody ever came knocking down well, our doors. Th that's the interesting thing. A lot of people, and, and were you given that advice to let them come to you? I think we just kind of, being from Seattle, we were just kind of like, let's just let's just play the role of like, like I I want to have them. I want to have something to give them if they come right. to us. And yeah, we, like I want to prove ourselves. Yeah, 
I, I think it was around the time that Macklemore was doing the same thing. Like Macklemore blew up and it was all on his own. Yeah. He didn't need labels, so we were kind of going on. That. Well, it's it's definitely a wild thing. I mean, like I, you know, I, I've had from the day I started, I had lots of people like, yeah, man, let you know, let let labels come to you, let you know, let people come to you, all that kind of thing. And it's like, okay, cool. But when that never happens, and then you know, you run into other other artists, other bands, people who have made it. Um, or at least, you know, are, are a lot further along than you are as, clo- as far as where you want to be, they'll be, they'll, they'll be surprised. Like, wait, you like, you know, like, you know, you've sat down with the labels. No, I haven't. Yeah. And they're just like, well, wh- wh- why not? I don't understand. It's like, I don't know either. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm, I'm getting the opportunities. I'm getting the, um, you know, we're, we're getting the streams. I mean, I, I don't, I don't get it either. What is it? Yeah. You know? And um, we, 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 uh, you always go, well, what is it? And you start speculating and you start like picking apart your band and your, you know, your, your artistry and going, well, it's maybe it's this, maybe it's that. And like what it came down to, like now, now being like removed from it, I just think it just never worked out. Like I think we had, cause what we were doing was we toured constantly. Mm-hmm. We were paying our own bills. We were, we had like an actual thing going. Yeah. We had sold like, you know, this was right in between like um album sales were dying, but Spotify streams were starting. Yeah. And we were right in that like dead space. Like we we were also like alternative bands in the Christian industry were thriving and then now they're non-existent. We were yeah. right we were like that like purgatory of right in between that space so it just never really worked out for us well i think that i think the challenge probably and you can correct me if i'm wrong but like for me you know i i've thought of completely just giving like not i don't want to call it giving up because it's not really giving up it's just making the choice to go you know what i'm going to put this energy somewhere else um because i've come to the realization where you know and people don't seem to get this and i wish that every person who walks up to your merch table and goes $25 for a t-shirt and walks away understood that listen we're we're doing something because we believe in the message mm-hmm. which is ultimately a, a message of christ mm-hmm. and you know if the amount of effort that we put into this from you know pursuing the craft of maybe being a better musician better songwriter the business side of it all of it if we were to put that exact same energy into something else, we could probably be millionaires. Like, so your band, based on what you're telling me, you had a good thing going. Had you had that been a startup of a biz, like a, of a non-music business? Maybe you were selling products or yeah. something. You all would probably have, you know, beautiful houses and mm-hmm. you know, driving cars that people are jealous of. And yeah. people don't seem to understand how much work goes yeah. into it. Yeah, and, and it's I, definitely hard to just lay it down. Yeah, and I think that. Um, I think that we just learned, we were so, you know, we we're punk kids from yeah. the Northwest. Like, we were so hard, hard hard headed that we just had to learn the hardware so many times. And it uh. just wasted, it wasted time. If we would have yeah. known everything we knew at the end of our career, if we would have known that at the beginning, I think we would have. What's the biggest thing you would have done different? Um, well, I think for one thing, this, so this, sync company in LA was like hey we want to we want to kind of like help you guys learn this and like maybe take that route and we were like we were still like no we 
we have a message we want to do and we have this and that. And it was like, but nothing was, no fruit was coming from what we were doing. Yeah. And we should have just been like, yeah, teach us the ways. <laughs> like, right. so that's one thing, like, um, because it was around the same time that we got into sync. It's the same time that like Sam Tanez got into sync and yeah. Dustin Burnett, like, and it was like, we should have we should have kind of gone that route right of like learning about this new way of doing music because yeah instead we were like well let's let's keep wash let's keep writing like watered down not not that cool see like like this middle ground music i don't know i i think that that would i would have changed and also we didn't really know about streaming at all uh-huh. we like stayed away from streaming for a while well i mean going back i mean so 2014 ish is when yeah, you moved here so this, like I don't, streaming kind of was this monster that showed up super quick i know uh between i'd say like 2015 16 17 is when it like it blew up like oh nope taken over because i remember i recorded my i wrote I wrote and recorded my first EP the end of 2015, early 2016. And I was thinking, cool, man, I'm going to sell my CD. You know, yeah. people are going to buy my CD. I'm going to print up CDs and give them away. Not just sort and I think that sort of, that was, streaming wasn't on my right radar either. Mm-hmm. Uh, to where, like, I'm, I'll never forget, like, I went from having that EP where all my songs a year later had less than a hundred streams each mm-hmm. on Spotify. Like no one was finding it. No one was listening to it. I didn't even know how you spoke. How do you promote this? I don't even know what this is, you know? Yep. And it wasn't until, um, yeah, I met, uh, is uh, Jorge Lopez plays, dr- he's played drums for like so many different people currently plays a lot with Adam Agee. Um, you know, he, he's become like literally like my Obi-Wan Kenobi. Mm. Uh, and then, and, um, man, we, by the way, we've been praying for him. Um, his, you know, his mom is, uh, on a ventilator right now, mm. complications of COVID. So, um, you know, and, and I know by the time this episode comes out, you know, hopefully we'll be, um, you'll be hearing about how she's healed, but, yeah. but George, uh, or Jorge, <laughs> whatever you want to call him. I never call him George Lopez anymore. Cause everyone's like, Oh, the guy from TV. No, not the guy from TV. Come on. Seriously. <laughs> But uh, he uh, he had kind of like, dude, do you even know like what you should be doing with streaming? I'm like, no. And if it was it was him and Dustin Fennison that uh, were like mentors on like how important streaming was, how to. They're like, are you playlisting? I don't know what that is. Yeah. You know, so those guys taught me it, and you know, and then uh, George uh, he produced a single for me. I uh, did a, a a Michael Farron song called Fighting for Us. Um, and the, you know, that song right out the gate, it was on some big, huge playlists and it was like, Oh, pe- I mean, people are finding me and I'm mm-hmm. like, Oh, this, you know, and, and it, since then, I mean, I remember a time when around that season where, you know, I, I put this EP out now I'm like, well, I need people to hear it. And so how do I do this? And I did the old school thing. I went to the Caleb fan awards, walked around the Opryland hotel for two days nonstop with a backpack, just handing out CDs, talking mm-hmm. to people, you know, walking up. Oh, hey, he's like a uh, Jeremy Camp fan, huh? Looking at their shirts, you know, and um, just like, hey, I'm a, I'm an artist too. And, you know, maybe, maybe you might like this here, g- giving out CDs. Yeah. Not realizing that most of the people there 
didn't drive. They flew in and they're staying at the Upperland Hotel. They don't have a car. They're not gonna be able to listen to this thing. And by the time they get home, they're gonna forget all about this guy they met randomly, right? Yep. So now again, it's like we talk about like, well, what would you do different? Well, if I was to go back in time, I'd find myself and go, okay, here's what you're gonna do, buddy. You're gonna walk around with a Bluetooth speaker uh, and and or headphones and go, hey, I got, to, I I'm an artist. Would you take? Would you give one of my songs a listen? Let me know what you think about it. Right, let them hear the, that one song, even if it's ten seconds, whatever it is. If they like it, awesome. Hey, can we connect on social media? Hand them a tablet, and go here. Put your name, like you know, or here. Here's how the way you can, um, you know, you can find me or like me or hey, will you, will you follow me on social media? Boom, I'll give you a CD if you do it. You know, not to take care about the CD, but it's a way to connect with those people. Mm-hmm. What I did was I gave out a CD with all my social information, thinking they'll hit me up. I gave out 200 CDs. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many people friended me? Because I, I went home and watched and wrote, wrote, I wrote everything down. I'm a, I'm a note taker like that, a stats guy. Two. Two people. Okay. Two. Yeah. And then one one local, like, people, uh, uh, um, this woman, Becky, and her husband, no pun intended. <laughs> yeah. But uh, she, um, like, they've been big supporters of mine. So three, I basically gained three fans from 200 CDs in two days of walking around. Mm-hmm. Totally blew that one, you know. And it's like, the sh- had I focused on the streaming aspect and the social media aspect of this in a correct fashion, you know, maybe maybe the outcome of that would have been different. But it's crazy how you look back, right? And it's like, I think in that season, a lot of us who were trying to come up in that, like, mid-2000s, um, you know, we still had that old school way of yeah. like, this is the way it's supposed to be done. And it, it, there was a time when that was right. But now the way the world's changed, it's crazy, you know? Yeah. So that's like, I think that, I think that it was just, I mean, I love that season. I, I talked to the <laughs> other guys like, man, that was, that was such a great chapter. And yeah. like, uh, I just take away, it was a bummer that we never really, quote unquote made yeah. it but we had the best time so that's you know i think that's it that, that like i'm i'm trying to get to that place of you know not you know and it's hard as a competitive person to you know not so much be focusing on what you you know what you didn't get out of something but what you, what you got out of it mm-hmm. and um I think just, you know, it's kind of like, it. for instance, if you were in the Super Bowl and you lost the Super Bowl, you might be hurting for a while. But then eventually you get grateful that, hey, I have this amazing career. I got to play in the big game. Yep. You know, we we got to do that. But it takes time. And I, I don't think I'm quite there yet because I haven't, I haven't given up yet. And I haven't lost that chip on my shoulder that says I could still make this what I what I believe it can be. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and I, I do think that there's um, – you know, it, it, I think that it's amazing that you have found a place to be grateful for it and 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 realize, hey, it was the greatest time because yeah, I can totally identify. Yeah, and I think that like even after, so we just kind of at one point we just uh, realized like this isn't break. We're not breaking as a band. Like we're not breaking out. So like it's probably best for us to move move in our other in like new directions and see yeah. and like at that point i was i was bummed and i was trying to figure out how you know how can i still make this work like and i remember um i remember one night telling my wife like, i think maybe i want to start 
my own project. And she was like, don't put me through that again. Like, because it's <laughs> uh, like, I just, you tried for years and like, like, don't put me through that again. Yeah. And I was bummed. Like, man, I'm like, I still, I, I still feel like there's this fire in me that like, yeah. I want to get out there and. Well, you're a creator, so, of course. Yeah. You know? And so I was able to, it took a while, but like able to step back and go, well, what are some other things I can do as a creative yeah. that I can still feel like I'm a part of this, like this big thing called music. Mm. And, um, so I started, you know, it's, so that's when I started being like, well, I, just, I can write sync. Like yeah. it worked and worked for a little bit with Liebecker. And so I started writing sync and it's like, you know, everybody's going after, it's the same thing with like, no matter where you're at in, in, yeah. in the music industry, like you're going after whatever the big whale is. And like, so like in sync, it's like, obviously, man, I would love like an Apple commercial or like, yeah. like a, you know, Tesla commercial, if they even do those, I don't know, but like something big like that, like a big ad campaign. Yeah. Tesla does commercials. They're called Elon Musk tweets. <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, like I, I've, I still want like that big thing, yeah. a big whale of an advertisement, but like. Man, I've been able to have like little, little tiny successes, you know. Like, yeah. um, I looked at, I looked at my ASCAP and my ASCAP checks do not pay my bills at all. But like, I got one for eighty two cents once. <laughs> I don't so, know why. <laughs> so I look at, I looked at my statement even just last night, and I was like, dude, one of my songs was on a Seahawks, a Seahawks game. I didn't even know that. Pay me four bucks, but I'm so stoked. <laughs> like, like, wow. uh, cause I'm a Seahawks fan. So yeah. like that meant a lot to me, you know, like, yeah. I'm just, I have like little tiny successes and it's just about, and like, I had to change my perspective at, yeah. completely. Cause like I wanted, I, I started having a chip on my shoulder. Like, man, I gave, especially like to God, like, God, I gave you mm -hmm. eight years of really feeling like I was doing what you called me to do. And I know that the singer went through this too. Like, um, we really feel like we like we were sleeping on floors. We were, you know, we were putting a lot like relationships in jeopardy. We were doing what we thought we we were doing yeah. what we thought was the Lord's work. And it's like, actually, you you were a little bit you were self. You know, you were doing your own self worth work. You know, like you wanted, you might have been having the mask of doing it for God, but like you were also doing it for yourself too. Even if you were, even if your intentions were right. Oh, and, sure. And there's nothing wrong with that. But like, I just had to change my perspective and be like, I'm grateful for that time. Like I'm grateful for all the times of dumpster diving for pizza behind <laughs> little Caesars. Like those are, those stories made me, you know, that song that's like a hundred bad days, make a hundred bad stories. A hundred yep. bad. Like, dude, I'm grateful for all those times. Yeah. And I'm grateful for $4 for having a song that I wrote yeah. being a Seahawks game. Like, man, you four know, bucks. It, it, it's, it's crazy because like for me, for me, it was, it was never, it was, ne I mean, I listen, <laughs> I have a nickname amongst a couple of friends of mine. They call me the green hammer. Okay. And what that means is that's, um, so it actually kind of started from Dave, the Dave Portnoy. We were watching him on this video of him and he has these like green dead blow hammers and like he was waving one around and he hit himself in the head. It was funny, but he, he does that. He would, 
you know, hold those up. And what that has to do with is um, when you look at a like a stock candlestick chart, a green hammer is um, it looks like a literally looks like a green Thor hammer. It's when um, basically when a when a stock stops losing money and starts making money, um, it kind of it it's basically the bulls beat the bears and things start taking off on a stock. And that's what the symbol that's what you want to see. That's good news. That means you're making a profit. So I'm always good at making money in, you know, it's just like if I need it, I'll find a way to get it, you know. Uh, so the nickname, they call me the Green Hammer. It's kind of funny. But um, my motivations with Christian music was to never, I mean, I didn't care about the money. Mm -hmm. It yeah, was never about I'm that. Not, yeah. But it had to become that to sustain it because I never realized how expensive this world is. You know, I mean, you know, it, coming to Nashville and finding out, wait, it costs how much per song for something high quality? Mm -hmm. Well, I was, I, I thought that's how much an album costs. Mm -hmm. you, are you kidding me? You know? Yeah. Um, so then it, it becomes a, um, you know, so, and then even, even the idea of like, I never wanted to sell merch. I just figured I'll just have some CDs. Doesn't matter. Not here to get people's money. Um, you know, so then it's like, it's just an interesting thing because now here you are trying to do this thing. It's way more expensive than you ever thought it was, and then money gets in the way a lot of times where it's like, hey, I'd love to come to your church in Minnesota and play a show, but I got to pay a band. It's fuel. There's lodging. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm taking a day away from something that could be paying my bills, so mm -hmm. I, I need to make up for that in some way. And it just that, – that has – the money aspect has certainly gotten in the way of what, you know, like what – the goal was, was to go out and, and, um, just impact people the same way that some of this music impacted me. Yeah. Is that was really, cause for me, and, and, and again, a lot of people don't realize this and maybe, maybe, you know, maybe I should have told more of my story when I first launched as an artist of why I do this. I just thought, well, I get plenty of opportunities to explain this to people. And I just really, most people don't ask, you know, yeah. but for me, it was like, hey, I was introduced to Jesus, and then here was these songs that I would li that I was given to listen to, and it was like, oh yeah, hey, hey, they're, they're singing about that. That pastor was talking about this. Yeah, this is a song about that, you know. Mm -hmm. um, or there was times where I'm just like, man, you know, I'm 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 new in the Lord, and I'm feeling this certain way. Um, you know, and, and like, there's a couple of Mercy Me tunes from their early days that like were given to me that was like, yes, yes, this is exactly what this feels like. Yeah. And, and it, and, and even on the hard days where I'm like, screw this Christian crap. I want to, I want to go do this thing that I used to do, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, he, hey, this song kind of talks about that struggle and, oh, all right, I'm not alone. Like, mm -hmm. okay, they're, they, they get it. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm going to, but they get it, and their song talks about how, you know, they've chosen a better way. So, yeah, probably it's probably a good idea. I'm just going to choose the better way. Yeah. And it's like, man, that music influenced and helped me so much that I'm like, when, when it was clear for me that God called me to get out and do this thing, it was like, I just want that. That's the fruit. That's that's the check that I get when someone tells me, hey, man, this song that you put out or this song you wrote, man, it changed me. It helped me. Like, that's that's all I've ever wanted to do. Yeah. And that's the challenge, though, is, like, when you want to get to the level that we're, we tr we're trying to get or we try to get to, it's like there, there's, like, this money barrier somehow where it's, like, you don't have enough of it to get there. Um, 
or it, or it's just one of those things where it's you know not enough of it is coming in to sustain you on your journey and that's the you know that's the tough part like i just i think that it's definitely um it's definitely tough to you know go and and like you're talking about dumpster diving for pizza like for me the equivalent of the the equivalent of that hardship is like man i moved to nashville i had zero debt mm-hmm. zero i didn't have a dollar on a credit card man i was good had good income no debt you know here i am in year 7 of my nashville journey and you know i i got you know <laughs> i got like 30 grand or more in, in credit card debt mm-hmm. you know toward investing in myself mm-hmm. believing that it's going to going to just going to happen mm-hmm. one radio hit you know one you know or one record deal one advance is going to clear that up you know mm-hmm. something yeah and it's just like you know, and, and, and the conversation, it's crazy for me to have this conversation with God where it's like, hey, I think it might be time to wrap this up, Lord, you know, yeah. uh, so just can I do that? Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, cool. I'm excited to wrap it up. And then, you know, ding, 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 like you book, show gets booked. Someone, hey, can you play this festival? We'll pay you this much. Hey, can you play our event? We'll pay you this much. It's like. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I guess I can't wrap it up. Yeah. So it's. I think that that's a tough challenge. Is like, just to to figure out what you know. What, like, am I am I getting? Am I? Is this producing what I wanted it to? Mm-hmm. You know. And and I think that with the sync thing, like you're talking about it, that's that definitely is. It, certainly a nice encouraging sign whether it's you know a four dollar check or someone messaging you going man thank you for that song you know yeah i think i think like i put all my chips into music and then since then i've diversified yeah and been like like you know it's I feel like Adam Sandler and Happy Gilmore a lot where like he's he keeps being like, Oh, I'm not a golfer, I'm a I'm a hockey player. Like yeah. he tells that to everybody. And like, dude, I do merch. I do merch. like I sell t shirts. Yeah. So, like, so you do merch from for Mercy Me now? Yeah. Okay. And like How long have you been doing that? Uh since the band broke up. So um Yeah, how'd that start? Well, I went out one tour with Ryan Stevenson playing guitar. Okay. And I was playing guitar for Ryan Stevenson. Um, and he was opening for Mercy Me and this, you know, I'm still used to being in a van. Like I've never been on a bus before that kind of thing. And so, you know, when you're in a band, it's like all hands on deck. Like, well, yes, I play, but I also do this. Yeah. I also do that. Oh, I like, know. <laughs> I, do, I wear a hundred hats on yep. tour. So when I got out there and all I was having to do was, um, play guitar that was literally all i was doing then i started hanging out with the merch guys because that's what i'm used to is hanging out at the merch table and so then after the tour i knew i was only playing with ryan that one tour it was like i could like it was kind of an unspoken thing where it's like hey man come play guitar for me while you figure out yeah he didn't say that but that's what it was like hey man i got one tour where i i have an extra bus spot if you want to come play guitar and figure out your life and uh what a great place to figure out your life is yeah it's on a bunk that's the size of a coffin yeah <laughs> well i was grateful i mean it was yeah. just so rad being out there and um and while i was out there their merch guy was like hey man if you 
like after this tour, like come do merch with me. And I was like, man, I still want to play. Like I'm, I love playing. Yeah. And he was, and I was like, okay, I'll do it for one tour. And that was about four years ago. <laughs> man, I, I, back in the day, my wife and I would go every time Mercy Me came within within four hours of the Long Island, New York, mm-hmm. we would drive and go see. And I, we'd always just customary buy merch to support, you know, and yep. stuff. And uh, there was a guy by the name of Marlon that was the merch guy then. I don't know if he's still around or anything. No, but, I don't know. Yeah. But it's it's amazing to see how, like, you know, the you'll see the same, mer- you know, sometimes see the same merch guy there, you know, a year well, later, same guy. And that's what I love. And, like, yeah. that's where I started diversifying and being like, God is not using me in music i'm using music to enjoy god i enjoy doing music and god delights in that and i delight in god in that like yeah so i started just like changing my attitude and being like i i can also enjoy god at the merch table like there there are a lot of people who volunteer at merch and they'll text me when we go through town and be like hey do you need to volunteer this week and it's like absolutely come on down like yeah like I've I've gained a community of other people. And in the process, uh, I I actually got to write on the Mercy Me's new album. Yeah, I saw that, man. So, and I, I'll be honest with you, part of me hates you for that. That's <laughs> n- not fair. No, well, I'm but kidding. it was uh but that came from <laughs> that came from not being like, well, I'm a writer. Let me know if you ever need to write and I'll write with you. I was like, no, I'm out here, I'm out here constantly writing. You know I write because I'm yeah. Any chance I get, I'm you know, over by the guitar world, stealing your guitars and writing songs. And, uh, and it just kind of happened. And it was like, yeah, how did, how, so how did that, how did that happen? You know, I would love to know because I'm, I'm taking notes. How do you get to write with one of the, one of the, the top people in the, in the industry? That song came out because it was, I was Sam and I, so Bart's son, Sam okay. would come out on tour and um and he was like yeah i want to i want to do music i was like dude let's write and so there was one time where it was like um let's write a song for sync let's just like that's what i know so let's try and write a song for sync and we had come up with a chorus no first of all we had written before we had written another song and like and people in the band had heard it and were like this is pretty good man yeah and it was like cool thanks dude like i do write i write music <laughs> like i'm not just a merch guy right and uh and um and then i had written a song with 10th ave because they were on tour and that got on their album and they were like cool dude yeah getting it wasn't it um who were your co-writers on that that was uh because i i remember seeing a post where wasn't that a song you wrote with Mike Donahue and Carter Froge. Carter, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, dude. Carter writes some some fire, bro. Yeah, dude, he's awesome. <laughs> yeah, we we've tried to we've tr- or I've tried to make it work to get to write with him, and, and and I'm hoping we still can make it happen. But yeah, you know, it's um he's just everything I've heard him be be on is is awesome, man. Uh, he's so just, awesome, dude. Um, and he's getting busy too. Like, yeah. it's, like that, that's I, why it's been tough to work with him. I you know? get I get with people, and then I never get to get with them again. <laughs> oh yeah, so, it happens. Uh, but um, so you fight so hard to get a good song. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's like, come on, come on, oh man. <laughs> but uh, so we so I had written with Sam before, and so then it was like, well, dude, let's let's do this again. Like, I like your voice. Your voice is sick. Uh-huh. Um, so then we wrote, um, 
we've we started this this other song, and in this process, every once in a while, I'll just send Bart songs. I never hear back from him. <laughs> like I'll just I'll just send him songs that I've written or worked on. I may or may not have done the same thing. Yeah, and I and I never really work, <laughs> never never get like, never get a response. But then I wrote this song with his son. It was just like we hadn't fleshed it out. It was just a start. It was like a yeah. cro- it was like a verse and a chorus or something like that. And even the verse, we ended up reworking the verse. But um, so then, like five minutes after writing with him, I'm driving home, not thinking about anything. And Bart hits me up and goes, "Dude, that song is sick. You should put it on the Mercy Me album." I was like, "I was like, did I send Bart a song?" Like I didn't know, I, like yeah. I, I didn't put two and two together that he's talking about the song we just wrote like five oh, wow. months before. He's like, for real, that song is amazing. Um, what do, what would you think about putting it on the Mercy Me album? I was like, dude, you don't have to tell me. Just be like, hey, we're gonna use that song. <laughs> like, I, I'm a nobody, so yeah. I'd be st- I would be flattered if you put this song on the album, but I'm yeah. not gonna expect that. Right. And so then he was like. Uh, Later on tour, like a, a week later, he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm serious, man. Like, I'd love to flesh that song out with you. It's like, by all means, man, let's, let's get together and do that. And then, of course, like, that's what I've always wanted. I've always wanted to write with Bart to see yeah. how or I always want to write with people yeah. and be like, how do you? Yeah. What's his, what's his process? Is it, is it, it, I've heard his process is kind of like, you know, um, He's not like a lot of songwriters where we're like, hey, let's go get in a room and, and get on a Google Doc. You know, is, is that is that his process as well? Is- well, he did. He had like a – he oh. had a – he was like, I, th- I think the, we should change the verse melody. And so he came in with this, this new verse melody, and then huh. we just kind of fleshed out the lyrics. And it was like, dude, obviously there's a reason why you are <laughs> in the in the world you're, you're in yeah. because like – like you, you took that song to another level. Like I thought it was good. Yeah. But then it was like, wow, this song. Like- well, he strikes me as a guy who probably is never not listening to music. Yeah. He's so he's probably player. like an encyclopedia of just like, you yeah. know, everything. So he's probably able to just hodgepodge pieces and parts of different things that he's listened to in his life and go, here's something totally new. No one's ever really heard, you yeah. know. And that's pretty. Because um, I mean, dude. It, what I I love hearing how like th- that th- like the songwriting especially, um, it's like they find a very fresh way to do an old something old and mm-hmm. they'll or they'll they'll go do an old school way of something that's new. It's 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 just so unique. It's got to be. I mean, it had to be like mind blowing to kind of see him in his element like that. Yeah, it was it was awesome wow. for sure. So. Um, so yeah, I mean, but then you, you know, as a songwriter, you're like, well, that's gonna open doors, and it's like, <laughs> wow. yeah, I'm still stoked on yeah four dollars from a Seahawks game, right? <laughs> yeah, well, like, you know, now that and that song was that song a radio put on the radio? It's currently on the currently radio. Currently, yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, the, I don't know how it'll do. I mean, it, you know, it's. Oh, it, I, I have I have low ex. I always am just like I'm just yeah. grateful for the ride. I have I have to fight to keep the attitude. This podcast is brought to you in part by Tone Junkie TV, your best source for Kemper, Helix, 
and impulse response profiles. Check them out on YouTube, all social media at Tone Junkie TV. Also check them on the web store at ToneJunkieStore.com. Use promo code GOLLY to get 50% off site-wide. That's right, 50% off site-wide, ToneJunkieStore.com. Of just being grateful. Of just being... That's it, yeah. Like, of just being like... The fact that I have that song out there is good yeah. enough. And no matter what, like, wow. Yeah. Um, and so I hope it does good, honestly, for them more than for me, because for me, it's like, that's huge. Like, I I, I hope I get another opportunity like that. Yeah. But I'm grateful for that one. But for them, I hope it does well. For I mean, them. I for me, like, you know, for like, I think for me, I think just having something I've done acknowledged by someone like him as mm. really good yeah, would be enough. Mm-hmm. But to be like, dude, this is sick. I want to use it. Whoa, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry. I'd have a hard time not like humble bragging, <laughs> you know, like, well, you know, <laughs> um, fun fact, uh, my song is on a mercy me. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, uh, it, it, man, that's just gotta be, pretty wild and uh man so so obviously you get the mercy me cut now uh what like what's um i guess you know so yeah you get the mercy me cut like what's you know what what is that how does that how has that changed anything for you has it has it opened doors has it got you anywhere no but i think that that comes down to um it's probably just me being like not not selling myself as well as other people do. I always see these pictures of people like in the studio writing some sure like, yeah and and I've and I and it's not like I'm against that. I'm just like yeah. I never think to do that stuff. So I'm just not really Same. I'm just not really like that good at being like I got to get out there and sell myself. Instead it goes back to the Liebecker days of being like <sighs> Wait for them to come to me, man. Dude, I was kind of the same way with, like, I mean, I've shared the stage with a lot of people, and I know a lot of really well-known people in the industry. I mean, I, you, know, you run into them at a coffee place sometimes, and it's like, hey, you end up catching up, you know, talking, whatever. Dude, most of these people, like, people wouldn't believe me that I know them because I've never been like, hey, let's do a selfie. Mm-hmm. I just, I've always been like, had this rule of like, I'm not going to do the selfie thing because, like, that anyone can do that and i'd rather be the guy that people feel like oh man cool he's not trying to use me because i'm not i'm not trying to use anyone yeah um i mean well and that's the that's the frustrating thing is like i've had that i've had that like thrown on me like oh the the liebecker band is always just trying to get in these doors and it's like yeah I don't know how you got that from us, but that wasn't us at all. Right. And so I think that it, like, I think it affected me in a negative way to where now I'm, like, not, I'm never going to go and push myself. Yeah. I'm never going to go and try and get it. Isn't that the worst? That was, that affected me really bad. Yeah, but that's the worst when you hear things like, like that, that are just like, who said that? How did you get yeah, that from like what, us? Like yeah. that's not us. I mean, at I all. get I dude, I get similar things where like, I mean, again, I've had people I've had people on the podcast who have come on after we've had a conversation, but they said yes to the podcast and then the day before it are like, "You know what, man? 
I've seen your social media post recently, which is like something maybe I posted as a joke or like as a, just an observational, like, well, you know, isn't this kind of annoying when that happens? Yeah. And they're like, I just don't want to get into a debate. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. why do people think I'm this argumentative belligerent idiot when it, it's that, that baffles me. I've also had people tell me things like, you know, Oh yeah. You know, I heard you're difficult to deal with, like work with. I'm like, how, yeah. What, where would that, where would you have gotten that idea? Please yeah. tell me yeah. like, uh, you know, and, and the only thing I ever hear about me that's true is people are like, dude, he's really intense. Yeah, I am. I'm from New York. I'm a creative. I mean, yeah. and, you know, I'm just in a, I'm a fire hydrant of how I'm feeling. So if I'm in a good mood, you're going to yeah. get happy. If I'm kind of mad, you're kind of going to know it. Like, it's just, yeah, I'm intense. And, mm. and, and, and if I'm talking about something I'm passionate about, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go in deep and that's fine. I don't think that's a be intense is a bad thing at all. Um, if anything, it's, it's got, it's carried me through a lot of things, but that's the worst, isn't it? Like I said, just having people. It's, it sucks. Cause I am just sitting here like, oh, man, I'd love to get in more rooms, but I, but like having that, like one person six years ago say, Oh, I, the live dudes are like, just always salesmen trying to get in rooms and stuff like that having that be said about me yeah makes me be like well i mean if i'm supposed to be in a room with somebody it'll happen and it's like well then it's just yeah it's just me selling merch waiting yeah. for another opportunity <laughs> you know you so. know and now i'm now let me ask you this now i because i only know obviously that you had a cut on that record because you posted about it and honestly i do when it was kind of kind of wild, man, because when I read that post and I saw that, all I remember is I remember the 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 one time we wrote together, and I remember you were in the corner, you were in the corner, kind of we were all spread out in this room. It's probably the furthest away I've ever been from people when I've written a song. But uh it was pre-COVID. We were just being Yeah. But you were kind of in the corner <laughs> of the room, just kinda, of, you know, and honestly, like you were kind of quiet most of the right kind of agreeing or, or going, nah, nah, to some stuff, which is fine. And we're trying to dig out this bridge, and all of a sudden you had this big smile, and you're like, how about this? And it was like, yeah, it's perfect. And, like, man, like, you're, you're definitely um, – and you know, all I thought of was the big smile that you had when it was right. And, you know, and, and we played through the song a couple of times, and you just had this, like, yeah – we wrote a song. This is killer. Like, I just remember that smile. And I just thought of that when I read the post going like, man, this couldn't happen to a nicer guy, man. Oh, dude. You know? Thanks, man. Like, I was just so happy for you. Thanks, and, man. And, and, you know, because believe me, there's people that I know that when good things happen to them, I'm like, they don't deserve it. <laughs> but, man, you just, you know, and 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 also I'm, I just become a big fan of people. Mm. Um you know, like we, we walked past each other once um, about, about a year later at a Monster Jam. I remember texting you going, That's hey, I just right. saw you. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, it was such a sea of people. Yep. But seeing you with your son and, and you know, like seeing, I don't like to bother people, even if they're my friend. When you're with your family, I'm with mine. Hey, that's about it. Like. You know what I'm saying? Unless we're like super tight. That's like, what I do too. Yeah. I just I'm I'm not I don't want to take up your time. You probably don't want to take up mine. And yeah. you're in dad mode anyway. Yeah. So stay there. It's cool. I just knowledge that I saw you. But like see you with your family was like, that's a good dude. You can just tell. You know what I'm saying? You tell when someone's you 
there. You're protecting your family. Yeah, for and sure. You're enjoying that he's enjoying it. Yeah, it's like, totally. It was just so it's all that stuff to be. I mean, again, granted, I don't know you to a T, but we've been around we've been yeah. around each other a little bit and talked in, enough. And it's like, man, it's a good dude. And again, I was just super, super proud. A little jealous. Little like, <laughs> I mean, I hate Hunter Hayes too for the same reason. He got to play. He got to play mandolin. I went to a thing, and um, he was. Uh, uh, he played, it was the Stephen Curtis Chapman. Uh, he had this thing called uh, Sam's Place at the mm -hmm. Ryman. And he had various artists from Christian country. And Hunter Hayes played that night too. And Hunter Hayes got to come out and play mandolin. And I'm just like, with mercy me. And I'm like, yeah, I get to do something mercy me. <laughs> well, well and I, I don't really hate him, by the way, for the listeners or the viewers. I don't really hate him. It's a joke. Relax. Well, and I think that what <laughs> I think that like uh, I'm not saying you. I'm saying like if people just saw that like some no name dude got to write on a Mercy Me album, what they wouldn't see is that I I work with them. Yeah, like, I I served that band for four years. Oh yeah, you know like yeah. So it's like uh, one yeah, uh, like the, I think that that's I think. That the only rights that I've had, it, like album cuts or whatever, have come from, uh, from like, actually being, like around those people enough to where, just organic. Like yeah, I I didn't get you know I don't have some like dadager or momager that's out yeah. there being like hey you should have my son like some some rich dude being you, like you didn't beg your way in you didn't buy your way in you yeah. just you just went and. Just had relationships with people. had relationships, and, yeah. You know, before you know it, yeah, it just sort of happened, yeah, or, or organically. And that, and that, that's you know, that's something that I would love to see happen in my life a little more. Um, and and that's something I've learned too. Like I've always kind of, I've always saw the world, and, I, and as an entrepreneur, I see things very transactional. It's like, well, you know, I can, how can I benefit you? Mm -hmm. You know, and and you know, it's kind of like they say, um, there's a saying. There's a saying that says that if you can't get a seat at the table, serve water. Mm. So I've always tr looked for opportunities where how can I, okay, well, I can't get a seat at the table. Hey, can I come in? And, how can I come in and serve water? And, you know, it's tough when all you really do is sing. You don't play the instruments. You know, you don't do anything. It's very hard to find what can I offer that, yeah. you know, um, can at least get me to where, you know, Maybe, you know, like I said, maybe a seat can open up, you know, and I'm not in a position of life to go do merch for somebody. Yeah. Um, you know, I wish that would be a lot of fun. But, um, you know, it's just one of those things where um, it can be it can be challenging, I think. And um, I think the way you've gone about it is it's kind of like it almost comes across like I kind of trip fell and <laughs> landed on a record, you know. Yeah. And that's that's <laughs> completely just because I don't know how to sell myself. So yeah. that's what comes across. And I yeah. and that's that is a bummer is like because like. I I it's hard for me to be like, no, I have I've put my work in, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. like I, I I don't know. I just I just don't know how to sell myself. So I think that sometimes it could come across as like, oh, damn, like he just kind of got some stuff handed to him. And it's like, no, man, I've definitely yeah. I've definitely put my work in. I knew what I was doing. I knew what I was doing when I wrote with Sam. Yeah. I knew that that was the only way I was going to actually get somebody listening to my songs. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, 
you just you just gotta I don't know. It's it's hard to sell yourself. It's there's like this fine line of like, how do you sell yourself without being, you know, a douchebag? Right. Or how do you, you know, I don't know. It's hard. I get it because I mean I'm on the other end of the spectrum. I do know how to how to sell myself. Honestly, I'm better at selling others. I mean, I I was working with a young artist uh, for probably about eight months, and you know, selling her essentially. I mean, not. <laughs> Um, or marketing her, I should really say. It's a better word. Um, but marketing her was way easier because, you know, you can't you can't c- contact a church and go, dude, I'm so awesome. Me and my band are amazing. You're going to love us. But I can go, hey, I have this artist. She works hard. She's got an amazing story, blah, blah, blah. Like you could say that. And it carries way more weight. So how do you, so it's, it's very challenging to sell yourself too. Um, you know, just because it's like, well, you have to find very unique ways to not not blow yourself up like I'm great, but you have to kind of more, I find, at least for me, it was like as an artist, selling the message has been like, hey, we have this message. This is what we have to say. Yeah. You know, this is what we bring. These are some of the things that we do during the show that people seem to like. Like, we have to push hard with that stuff. But yeah, sell it. But as far as like song rights, things like that, trying to get in the door with people, you know, I'm on the other end of it where like I sometimes I and I've had to, and I've learned the hard way in in this town it learning the hard way sucks because it takes years for anyone to finally go you know what yeah m- m- maybe it was just a rookie move on his part maybe he's not just a pushy guy you know but like cuz I was always the type where it's like hey man I'd love to write with you and they go hey well I just sorry I don't have time and it's hard not to be like well hey man is, you know can we make time or hey I'm you're just like, what can I do to change your mind? And it's like, they don't like that, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, well, it's gotta be something. What can I do? And then of course, then there's the other side of it where it's like, Hey, I want to, I want to write with you. And they're like, well, cool. You, you, you're not with a label. You don't have a pub deal. You don't do any sync. So I would need you to pay me X amount of dollars to come in and write, which I understand fully, but I also don't quite get that either. You know, it's yeah. like, but what, it's like, but what if kind of thing? I Like, I almost kind of want to, like, in that kind of scenario, I'd almost be like, okay, cool. Well, if I'm going to pay you, fine, not going to put your name on it. You pay, pay you f- to write the song with me. It's my song, 100%, ghostwrite. You know what I mean? But they don't like that either. <laughs> so it's like a challenging thing. With the, I think just the business side is to, of the writing part of it is so hard to navigate. And and I think that the way that you've taken more of the relational approach and it's worked for you. Kind you know? of. I mean, I mean, like I I think that it, I think that if anybody was gonna like, if you were gonna put monetary value on it, it's like, well, this is like. This is a glorified hobby, but I'm yeah. happy, I'm fine with that. You yeah, know? Like, no, I, and and I would be too. It's yeah. just it's tough because, you know, some of the the some of the big the big names and some of the really really great writers, you know, they're 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 great at selling themselves. They're great at selling themselves, and you know what? The money matters. The money matters to them because this is what they, for them this is what they do, and and I respect that fully. You know, it's it's just it's it's just tough though. It could be like, well, I I want to work with you i would kill to work with you everybody's but, different and like like it's it is weird i mean there are people that i'm sure are crushing it financially in this mm-hmm. market that i'm like 
dude, I can write the same song you just wrote. Like, I can. And yeah. like, um, and I don't know how you're making money at doing this, but. Well, I mean, let's be honest. I feel like on the artist end of it, I mean, the only ones making money are the ones who are out touring and doing a ton of shows or who are like Mercy Me level where, you know, they 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 can probably do a quarter of the shows that like, you know, maybe a C-level band might do and, you know, and, and they'll make 10 times as much just because they've, you know, they're giants. Mm-hmm. It's huge. And that's, I mean, that's amazing, you know. Yeah. But. And it's so weird though how like, you know, the you look at a chart and like the num like for instance, let's say Mercy Me was number one, right? And let's say they're going out and they I mean they can probably I mean I've seen certain cities where they fill they fill stadiums, and then you'll get like you know maybe like number three on the radio chart can barely put four hundred people in a church. Mm-hmm. It's so weird that that drop off in fan base and how that how that is, you mm-hmm. know. And it's it's just a so strange in- industry to operate in and to to on all en- on all ends of it, you know. Yeah, the, and that's what I'm saying about the I can I can write that same song. It's just very dysfunctional in the fact that like there are people that um, have been able to sell themselves, and it's like they're they're no different than me who's selling merch, and yet the the like you. Like, if you're looking at both of us, you're going, well, who would I, ra-? like, an, as an artist, who would I rather write with? This guy who's, like, really well, he, he sells himself. He's, like, he's yeah. crushing it. Or uh, Mercy Me's merch guy. And it's, like, well, I'm going to write with the dude who has sold himself really well. Now, have you had, like, obviously you posted publicly that you were a writer on that song and everything. Have Have you had to deal with, like, people you know trying to be like, hey, man. I know you, you know, could, could you like, could you like send my song to Bart or mm-hmm. have you had to deal with that? Yeah. I deal with it every day at the merch table too. Oh, People seriously. Being like, Oh, send, send these lyrics to, to Bart. <laughs> and it's, it's hard, you know? Cause like, I, I look at what I do even with merch as like ministry, you know? And so it's like, what do you do with that? Yeah. What do you do with that? So, uh, everything's different. I mean, sometimes I legitimately am handed stuff and I'll forget about it until the weekend's over. Ugh, yeah. I'll be like, sorry, I didn't get that to bar, you know, yeah. or sometimes I'll just like lay it, lay it where I know they're walking past kind of thing. But I don't know. It's hard. Have you, I mean, so like, does he, um, does he ever actually list like if you were to give this stuff bar does he even have time for that I have no idea probably not yeah I I don't know you know because here's here's what happens unfortunately and I feel terrible for some of these guys because one thing I gotta say I've never been the type to run up and be like here's my CD I don't do that you uh-huh. know um it, but uh you know but you can't help but hear stories like there was a band years ago I ended up working with those guys uh, a little bit my first EP but um there were guys in a band called we is human and what happened was someone they know gave John Cooper their CD. Like, hey, you got to listen to this. And he, he, and John Cooper has admitted, like, yeah, people send me stuff or they'll hand me stuff at a show. I'll get on the bus and it'll be like, you know, they'll, they would play a game of like, if it, is it terrible? Like, who, mm-hmm. who thinks it's going to be terrible? Who thinks it'll be good? And he, um, he, 
just he forgot about it. He was gonna like let everyone hear it or whatever, whatever it was. So for some reason or another, he he ended up listening to it in his car and he liked it. He's like, oh, this rocks. He ended up working out to it, and then you know they end up signing him, and you know that band was 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 taken off at one point. You know, so you hear stories like that, and I think every artist goes, oh, they gotta, oh, they see the movies, and they're like, all I gotta do is let them hear, and it just doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. It just doesn't. It doesn't happen, and like honestly. Like, I think about it from my perspective. Like, if I, like, Ryan Tedder's a guy, I, I would, uh, most people would love to write. If, if you write music, you'd love to write with Ryan Tedder. Thousand percent. He's crushing it. Thousand percent. And I've thought about it. Like, if he walked in the room right now, do I have anything in my phone that I would be willing to show him? No, because his par, the the standard is just, yeah, of my music is just not there. Mm. So I'm not going to show him anything. Or maybe you don't think so. Yeah. So I well, but I just I'm just I just think about that. Like, mm. don't show your Garage Band demo to somebody. You know, like have like really go after your best quality stuff, and then just release yeah. it. Thousand percent. And yep. just, I agree with that. And just like show people you're worth writing with by writing good stuff. For yourself yeah. or for who whoever your open door is. Yeah. I've written some songs with some like nineteen year old kids because that's all I can get in the room with, <laughs> yeah. and I think that they're great. And like, have any of those popped off? No, but no. like, no. I think that song is speaks for itself. Yeah, it's and you never know what a song. I mean, a song could three years later be like, oh wow, this song took off, or ten years later, mm-hmm. an artist could be like, hey, I, I love this song so much, I want I want to do a version of it, and now that song you wrote takes off. It could happen. Yeah, but yeah, if it's not out in the world, if people aren't able to, you know, don't know about it. Yeah, and yeah. it's helped me become a better writer. Like mm-hmm. being able to like let go of like, okay, I love this idea. I wrote it with um, a no-name artist, and that artist is like likes the song too. Dude, I mm. that's a success, and it made me a better writer because now I can move on from that idea, and um, I can write another one. It mm. fills my like it. It allows me to like come up with new ideas. So, so one of my struggles I find myself in is a lot of the rooms I've gotten in, and and I don't mean this to to like badmouth anybody at all for for trying to make a living but what i have discovered is i've i've over the years and i'm a lot more careful it's actually gotten to a point now where uh, my last couple singles i've actually um i've self-produced but more at like a more as like a a ceo like okay i hired out this guy to build the track i hired out this guy to play the drums i you know i went to this guy to cut vocals and he's going to tune the vocals i hired this guy to, to mix you know more that's so that's kind of how i've been mm-hmm. producing the last few because what has happened is i end up you know wanting to write with certain people and they're amazing writers but they also produce mm-hmm. so a lot of times it's happened and and i'm a guy who i'll write a song we'll we'll make a little demo and I'll live with it for sometimes months. It, one, one one song over a year. Actually, I think the his name is Jesus. The one we wrote together. Um, you know, I that was that was sitting in a Dropbox folder for over a year before I actually put it out. Mm. Um, I just need to live with it and make sure that it it's a song that pops in my head. It's a song that like that something something at some point. I'm like, oh, I gotta let someone hear that song. It'll, it, it, it says what needs to be said here. That needs to happen. Otherwise, I just don't know if I want to spend mon- a lot of money to cut it. 
And um, so that's been what happens to me. So I end up a lot of times with these writers who are like, cool, man. Like I've gone to, I've, I've driven, you know, out of state to stay at someone's house for the weekend to write songs. And we write a couple of the songs and, and they're good, but none of them are like, yo, I got, I got to get on a stage tomorrow and let people hear this. They're just like, I need to live with them for a while and see what happens. But what happens is a lot of times the right is that same writer. He wants to make some money. So he's like, dude, man, let's, you know, uh, when do you want to get started producing these songs? It's like, oh, uh, I don't. I, don't, I mean, that is the bummer, though. That. that is the yeah. bummer for songwriters or or track guys. Like, yeah. like, I've written a lot of songs I've never seen a penny for. Yeah. Ever. Right. Which which I get it. But, I mean, at the same time, though, I, I mean, And I know that's... that you're not doing it for money. And, I, like, yeah. I will say all the time I don't do this for money. At the same time, time is valuable. 100%. And, now, like, and that's why I'm always up front. Like, listen. I'm not committing anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if we write something absolutely killer, like I'm, 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 I'm definitely down to have that discussion. But I, I never go into anything like gung ho. Absolutely, let's write a song. And because then what happens is, you know, because I always think we're going to write a few songs and pick the best one. Nope, mm-hmm. we write one, and all of a sudden it's like, hey, I'll send you a PayPal invoice. Wait. Yeah. Now I'm from New York, bro. Anyone tries to go hard and fast like that, you, mm-hmm. you pump the brakes. You don't yeah. go. No, 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 no. You know, I'm not like, it's like walking into a car dealership, you know, and you're like, cool, I just wanted to test drive a car and see if I liked that car. Then yeah. I'm going to go try to save the money for it. And next thing you know, they're like, listen, we do this today. I'll take 800 off the price and we'll get you to, and we'll get you guaranteed approval. And they're just try. they won't let you leave until you sign something wrong there, buddy. You yeah. know? And, and, and that's where my New York isms come up where I'm like, eh. Yeah. Pump the brakes, buddy. Give me a couple weeks. Let's have a conversation then. I don't operate like that. So that's been a tough challenge for me because maybe that's the norm and that's okay and everyone's used to it. That's just not so that's not a speed I can go. Yeah, it's it's hard for the because like the track guys, that's the only way they're making money. And then there's guys like me and Ross and uh yeah. who did you say earlier? Um Wood. Tony Wood. Tony Wood, yeah. Like, where it's like, well, my main thing is, like, the writing part. I don't make anything. Sure. I Like, the the 10th half cut that I had a couple years ago, I think I'm up to, I'm, I might be up to, like, $30 that I've made on that song. Yeah. And it's like, and that's a big one. There's yeah. a, like, I have so many independent artists that have cut, uh, that have cut songs we've written. I've never made a a penny off i have a, a yeah. buddy uh he has like i think he's up to like a million and a half streams on a song we wrote together i haven't seen a penny of it mm. you know and it, again you don't do it for money but you also have to value your time and so that's, that's oh yeah don't get me wrong i'm certainly not like griping that you know these producers want to make money i totally get it or but that, that's just been a struggle for me of like i end up in rooms with people that are that maybe they're not quite up front with me that mm-hmm. this is hey just so you know i'm expecting if i'm making time to write with you that we're we're doing this so we so i'm going to produce a song for you yeah and if you know it's like i'm always up front like listen i'm i got no guarantees well, there's no guarantee you and i are going to get in, in here and even write a song mm-hmm. so be, with that said like just I always try to make sure people understand that end of it, you know, yeah. and, and 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 you know that that's just been a challenge for me because mm-hmm. again I I I I can be a bit intense, yes, but I'm 
you know, I have no problem saying no to mm. something. Like, I'm I'm sorry. I I know you were you were hoping and counting. Just these are all right songs. I can't pay you what you're asking me to pay for all right songs. Yeah. I you know, I I'm I'm not a guy, I don't I don't I don't think it's worth any artist who's independent putting, you know, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars and putting in a record out. I just don't think it's worth it. I think doing singles is the way to go. So because of that, singles are gonna be a few thousand dollars to put out. But when you do, it's gotta be right. And for me, it's gotta be a song that I can't wait to play. Mm-hmm. It's gotta be a song I can't wait to, you know, that that's you know, I have to feel like, man. Maybe this person needs to hear this. Let me send it to them. Yeah. And you know that's um, overall. Now my last my last single is is more of a song of that was for me because I got really into listening to the Ryan Tedder uh, 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 One Republic and the pop stuff. And somebody said to me, "Man, you'd sound stupid making music like this." And I went, "Really? Well, I'm gonna sound stupid." Yeah. Went to my buddy. Hey, man. I was like. Um, I actually wrote a song where like, it was more of like, it was just an idea and we chased it cause we liked it. Like, this is a fun song. Let's write it. But like, yeah, I'm never going to record this. And then it just became, oh yeah, say I won't. So it became yeah. one of those, uh, for me, like say I won't. Well, mm-hmm. I did it. So, but, and that was, and honestly that was, that was a lot of fun and I'm glad I did it. But moving forward here, I am like, I'm about to release, I'm going to release a single in this, in probably early 2022 that is literally a. It, it, the song is based on a prayer that I've been praying a lot lately. Mm. And um, there's not many songs about it, but it's definitely a song I can't wait to send to some friends because I know they need it too. Yeah. And it's like, that's what I think is the, um, that's the hard part. Again, it's it's which songs to invest in, which not to. And um, that's it's just a tough, tough place. And it's hard because I also never want to be that guy who bought his way in anything. So like hitting up a songwriter and be like, hey, how much would you charge me to write with you? That just doesn't seem like the right introduction either. Yeah. So this is such a we- so for any songwriters who might be watching or listening to this, I think that you'd agree with me that like it, there is not a one side fit one size fits all game plan for how to how to network or how to get in rights. It, yeah, it, it's just you got to come out here and do your thing. Yeah, and let that naturally happen your way yeah and I, I guess where i was going was like for for anybody listening be okay if somebody says uh no i don't i can't make time for that because it's because you have to understand like there's a there's a there's no money being made unless you mm-hmm. have like unless it's like this song is sync and it's going to kill in sync or this song is definitely going to be a radio. I know a couple of guys who won't write unless that like, and they're more successful than I am, but uh, <laughs> they won't take a write unless they know that that artist is looking for their single. Right. It's like, unless I, I don't even want an album cut because album cuts don't make any, that's what I'm not saying. I don't, sure. I would take an album cut. Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah. Me <laughs> but too. like, uh, but like there are people who are like, I won't, I won't take a write unless it's like, this is for a single. Because and I and I do understand why. Like if yeah. you're like, if you're like, man, I have five opportunities to write five songs this week. I can't, I can't risk it on, you know, 
somebody from Oklahoma that I've never heard of that yeah. is coming. No, here. totally. I mean, like with Ross King, that was one of the things. With, Ross King's dear friend. I I love Ross so much. Dude, he's the best. And he, you know, he, he's flat out been like, well, hey man, look, I actually, uh, he's like, I'd have to push it off till next month because I'm folk right now. I need to like, I need to keep my calendar open for possible like radio rights. You know, mm-hmm. like that's what he needs because this is what he does for a living. Yeah. So like. The fact that he will make time to write with someone like me, uh-huh. um, you know, and and to be fair, like I I I feel terrible because I've written with him a bunch of times. I've never used any of it. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, the most recent write was a song that I, was an idea of mine, very Ryan Tedderish uh, kind of one Republicy, which is just really isn't my vibe to be honest. Like, like as far as what I don't think that that sound. I mean, I can do it and it it can work, but it's not quite the musically where I live. So, uh, the, uh, the other writer, uh, in, in that, right. Jonathan Jackson, he, he's, he cut the song, which is awesome. I'm so excited to hear it. it. He's, he's so funny. He won't let me hear the song until the album drops. He just, he know he knows that'll get my goat. It's like, you won't send it to me now. Why not? And he's just like, cause, cause I know you, you gotta wait. I'm yeah. like, Oh, I don't, you know, um, I'm just one of those people. Like if I know you, I kind of have this expectation. Like, Come on, let me, let me, let me hear it. Let me see yeah. it. And they're just like, no. Yeah. <laughs> like absolutely. that's not right. But, uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to find a way to get back at him for that. But, um, actually he co-wrote my next single with me. So I'll do the that's same. Rad. Um, but actually what I might do is launch it and then block him on all social media for the day. But, <laughs> 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 but, uh, no, but like guys like Ross, you know, they have the heart for kind of helping the next the, yeah. You know, the next guys to, who might be the big ones that, to come up. And, you know, but then there's others who just don't they don't have that kind of bandwidth. And, and, and I think, again, for what I've learned is you cannot take that personally. Yeah, it's easy to take it personally. It's easy to take the word no as like, well, you don't like me. It's like, no, dude, it has nothing to do with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the, that's the tough part about think about song, the songwriter world, even the artist world, too. When a church says no. It's like, hey, it's not that they don't like your music. It's not that it's not good enough. They know their congregation. They, they and yeah. they know what's best for their church. And you just gotta not be like, all right, cool. Let me know if I can come help you in any way. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's and that's how it is. I mean, like, yeah, every songwriter is different. Like for me, I because I don't really make money doing songwriting. Yeah. I can't. I can't take every right because there there if if I have an opportunity to make money, I need to go you know, work construction or yeah. do merch or yeah. something. No, like I'm, that. I'm in that season too. I got a couple people who've been, I, I kind of took a break from, cause I, COVID I did a lot of writing with other people, mm. you know, particularly, you know, we're trying to write for uh, some, just write f- with them for them, you know, and that's been great. I have some upcoming cuts coming you know, on, uh, you know, more indie stuff from other people, which is totally awesome. I mean, the for me, the payment is like, I help, I'm helping them, you know, something that they wanted to say come out into the world. That's the payment. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like where 10, 20 years from now, when I'm to- too old to too old to do anything, uh, I'll be able to look back and be like, hey, look, here's a, here's songs I wrote. Here's things that I was part of helping make happen. Mm-hmm. And that that to me has been the most fun. Yeah, It's like, okay, cool. Like the, the whole Tom Golly branding thing is cool, but look at the little bit I've been able to help here, 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 here. It's been, that's, and and that's been for me the most gratifying of everything I've done. Yeah. And I uh, hope we get to continue to do it, but I've had to take a little bit of a break from it for the exact reason you talked about. Like, well, 
I can go spend Wednesday at this dude's studio writing all day for a song that neither of us may do anything with. And mm-hmm. we may not even write a song. Um, the best thing that the, the, at, at minimum I've made a new friend out of, out yeah. of it, but you know, at the same time, it's like, you know, with some of my other entrepreneurial things, how many thousands of or hundreds or thousands of dollars because I, I cost myself by going to chase that today. Yeah. So it's definitely I totally understand. Yeah. And um, that's it. That's just been a, a tough. I had to I had to learn it the hard way. It took a long time to get there. Yeah. You know, and it was kind of like um, you know a lot of people talk about like oh it's it's okay to take days off from work and and it is but uh, you know or cost you money though (laughs) yeah and i and i i think i had to learn it the hard way too i just i um like hearing that about myself that like we were like earlier when i was like people think that i or my band like you know oversold ourselves or whatever they thought like the negative stuff that they were saying like but like i'll i'll go to like I'll go to like DM somebody on Instagram and be like, oh, I DM them like three years ago and I'll like read and I never got a message back about writing, you know, and I'll read whatever I wrote to them and I'll be like, I'm going to not DM that person. <laughs> Dude, I've d- I'm going to let things lie where they lie. I've actually gotten kind of lucky with that. Um, <laughs> I won't say who, but there was somebody I actually they posted something on Facebook probably like six years ago that I didn't just didn't like. And I basically kind of told them off. Well. You know, I've got maybe I I've met them and know them and things are just different now. You know, mm-hmm. seven years later. Yeah. And I'm like, I go to DM them about something and I'm like, oh, it says unread. It let me it let me remove it. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Oh, thank you, Lord. Yeah, yeah. I was like, remove, remove. It's like remove for both. Yes. Gone, gone. Okay. Hey, dude, my name's Tom. <laughs> but like, you know, it, yeah. I mean, I I've been about twice that's happened. Yeah. Or I've been like, or like one the one time it was just like reading what I wrote. You're just like, wow, this was so embarrassingly rookie. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, I have those. Like where I've written, I've written people to be like, hey, can we write sometime? And it was like, you know, it was years ago. Uh, and like to me, when I wrote them, even if I I don't remember writing them, but even like I would have thought I was more tactful than what I was, and then reading it from years later and being like. I'm yeah, not gonna, I'm not gonna write that person again. You know, I, I would I, love to write with them. You know what I I I wish was a thing, and and Twitter tried to make it a thing with like Twitter Voice, um, and I just don't think it caught on because people are so weird about hearing them their own voice recorded. But like, I wish sending voice notes wasn't weird to people. Mm-hmm. Like, if I sent a voice note to somebody I don't know, they're mm-hmm. gonna be like, "What is this? This is creepy." But I almost rather be like, "Hey, man, big fan of what you're doing." You know, um. And uh, your last song was was just absolutely incredible. So well written. I love your melodies. It, it, dude, I I have some ideas. I'd love to try to work with you. Let them hear my voice and my enthusiasm, and like, oh wow, this actually sounds like a person I would want to talk to. They instead, instead, the way I type often comes across to other people, not even remotely in the stratosphere of how I'm trying to sound, mm. and that's been a huge struggle with you know i mean even when i ask people to come on the podcast i'm kind of like okay i want to want it to be simple and nonchalant but i also i also don't want to send them a novel but i also want them to know i want them to come in studio in person it's not a zoom thing i also want them to understand that like you know i'm i'm 
I'm not trying to, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I want them to understand just how chill I'm trying to be about this. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to do this. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it's, and it's like, I've thought about, maybe I could shoot a quick video. Hey man, love to have you on a podcast. Send it. But then it's like, is that creepy to them? Are they like, why is this guy sending me a video of himself? So it's so, it's so hard to connect with people sometimes. It really is. You Dude. know? Yeah. And I, and it's always a learning curve too. Cause I'm, I'm still there. You're still like learning. Trying to, yeah. trying to figure it out. I mean, and that's what life is, man. If you're not living, they say if you're not learning, you're not living, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but, dude, man, it has just been awesome to see, you know, from from when I met you. I mean, and when I first met you, I think I want to say it was 2016, 17 That sounds about right. You know, and so I know you were still very much in the, like, at that time even, trying to figure it out what you're doing. Now, um, what we haven't really mentioned much of is, uh, so you've actually released a bunch of songs by, um, under, the, under the name Tiger Run. Yeah. Which is, it's, <laughs> I, I would call it kind of like an eclectic pop kind of vibe. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Tiger Run to me is what I was doing in high school. It's just... <laughs> Hey, this sounds fun, and I don't and I don't answer to anybody, so I'm just gonna release it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I've even seen. I mean, I've seen a couple people. Um, like I think even Bart Miller had. Uh, um, he had like told people go check this band out. It's cool. Oh, yeah. Like, he, yeah. So it's. But he he I, seeing music that he has shared the the tell people hey I love this song check it out he seems to like that it like you guys almost have this retro kind of audio quality sometimes that you'll throw yeah. into a couple of tunes that seems to be his his vibe yeah so I, yeah tiger run is like beck i think it's like <laughs> it's like just such a like i'm uh, a loser baby yeah, yeah. It's like you, either, you either like it or you're like i don't get it <laughs> right so, um yeah so like i just throw stuff up i'll be like i haven't released anything in a while that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's like, kind of like Kevin Ma Kevin Max's uh, new band. It's uh, the Sad Astronauts or something. Yeah, I haven't heard it. He's got this one song. Actually, I heard it. He, uh, he was actually on the, on some radio station. I forget, like 102 something in Nashville. But it's like, it reminded me a little bit of like the, it's similar vibe. M maybe not as like carefree. <laughs> it's, a, it's a little more, um, um, uh, I guess it's 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 a little more serious yeah. than than maybe what you you're you're trying to do, you're trying to do, but um, you know, kind of I like that old school like um, it's kind of like bringing back stuff and mixing it with new stuff. It's so it's just such so cool. Yeah, I'm I'm not quite there yet with with what I can what I can do musically. I'm still trying to be relevant and and current with well, you know uh with what fits the genre yeah. of what I'm doing. But it's uh it, you know one day I hope to feel just free enough to be like Dude. hey i'll put something out it's fun <laughs> you know it's fun it, it you know nothing really nothing really happens but that, again that's just it's like a passion project yeah i like yeah. it no, so. dude, and you know what? The, the, I bought a t-shirt. I bought one of your merch t-shirts yes, a while yeah, back. And that's right. One of yeah. And then it came, and then it was probably very late to get to you. <laughs> it was. It's, you know what? When it came though, I I, I rocked it, and you know, COVID brought me. But I, I lost a hundred pounds at the end of twenty eighteen. Nice. One the, the end of twenty eighteen, early twenty nineteen, and I kept it off. And then COVID gave me back about thirty pounds. So. I, I told my wife this actually. I'll, I'll decree this today. Hopefully, I'll have lost some weight prior uh, or by the time this one comes out. But I told her, I was like, "Well, I'm not buying bigger clothes. I, I have too many awesome clothes that I look great in. Yeah. So I, I'm not buying bigger clothes. Yeah. So I'm either gonna look ridiculous in clothes that are too small for me, 
or I'm going to get my body back to where it was to fit in these clothes or better. Yeah. Those are the two options. That's yeah. it. So that's my, that's it happening. And I will fit where that shirt looks awesome on me again. Awesome. It doesn't quite look right on me <laughs> at the moment, but I, I love the logo. It's just, it's Dude. so, it's so simple. Tiger run. It's awesome, yeah. man. You know? Thanks, man. And when, I mean, for me, it's, it's weird. Like I, like this shirt here I have, I don't even really know what it means. It's great. It just looks cool. Right. Yep. But I came up with all my own meetings for it because it's like that's what it means to me so yeah. like tiger run is just like man run like a tiger ferocious kill anything in your path which yeah. i don't really want to kill anything but anything I'll, when i'm after a goal man it's gonna be like a tiger bro like yeah rah, you know yeah so that's what it means to me i don't know yeah i don't know what it means to you it was one of those things where um jeff from 10th ave like mm -hmm. he he was the guitar player and he he and i do tiger run and it was like what should we call this thing? Because we want to release a song. And, and he was like, what about Tiger Run? I was like, sure. <laughs> like, yeah. It was like, you know how like normally, I don't know, there have been, there have been too many conversations of like, what should the band name be? And it's like so long winded and like, let's think for a long time on this. It was just like, what should we call it? Tiger Run. Done. Let's go. <laughs> like, yeah. Cause like I, I said we should name it, um, prom or something like that i was just like let's do a random youthful word yeah and uh he was like what about tiger run sure so i i i joke around all the time i i i joke around all the time coming up with like fake band names but not like jokes like real like this would be a really cool band name like i used to pick on a band red all the time because i'm like well go google red what are you gonna get Mm -hmm. not the band go google red band what do you get nothing mm -hmm. you, you can't find them yeah. like not a good choice. Well, let's find something. What's going to be like, and what's going to be something that's like, um, at some point, you know, when somebody, somebody might just say it and it's like, that's, oh, that's a band name. No, it isn't like, um, so for example, one idea I had was there should be a, like a, like a, uh, be like a punk band, I think would be called like link in the bio or yeah. link in bio. Like, you know, yeah, we're linking the bio. Check us out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Link in the bio. Um, another one, another band idea. Actually, I came up with this at like four in the morning. We were driving in the van. And you know how it is, man, where at three o'clock, four in the morning, when you're at a rest stop, you just, there's something that you see and you just have to have it. Yeah. You just got to buy it. I don't know why. And like, I've bought the dump, like, I bought the dumbest things. Stuff from vending machines, whatever it is, just because I'm like, dude, this is so cool. And in the morning, I'm like, why the heck did I buy this? Yeah. So I came up with a band name, the Rest Stop Souvenirs. <laughs> That's so, good. Yeah. Like so that. like, if 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 I ever started like a cover band or like a hey, this is just a fun silly project, it's gonna be called the Rest Stop Souvenirs. I've actually already saved the um uh like I actually already made a TikTok and I, I may already Perfect. made social media and reserved it in case I ever decide to do it. But um. Yeah, just names like that. I always thought another one is us. Come yeah. see us. Yeah, we're us. That's great. That's <laughs> you great. know. But I mean, band names are, are are sometimes a little too overthought. Yeah. You know. I mean. It, yeah, and everybody hates their band name. Like the longer you're in a band, I, like I remember talking to Sanctus Real one time, and I was like, "What's what's something you regret? Like what's something you wish you learned early on?" And they were like. Uh, like they said something about the fact that they hated their band name, like that yeah. they always hated it. And it was like, well, who cares? Yeah. I'm sure. Like even like, I think the greatest band name, because it was like such a random, like 
Coldplay is a great band name only because what does that mean? Like, and yet it's like you can Google that and mm-hmm. come up. No, with it, that's, yeah, that's, that's exactly right. You know, and, and I always kind of wished I was in a band name. I was a band name just because, uh, you know, it, it's better than having your name and your face on stuff. On a know? shirt and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But man, so, you know, as we wrap up, man, uh, so one, what's next for you and how can people connect with you if they want to, uh, you know, hound you to let Bart Miller hear your Dude. <laughs> the next song they wrote? Tiger Run Music or Daniel Can't Read. That's the stuff right yeah. there. So I, remember, he can't read. So especially if it's a message asking him yeah. to give somebody that he works for. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, I just wrote a single. I was wondering. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, what's next? I mean, yeah, I'm I actually I'm starting. Uh, so during COVID, I started a because I was just trying to get better at tracks. So I started an instrumental project. Yeah. And uh, um, it's called Big Dirty. And <laughs> it's like just sync music, but it's just like for fun, just to help me get better at tracks. Yeah. And like that's been cool. And now I've started, like I'm, I'm in the process of finishing one that I've like told myself I was going to start for years, for like since the Liebecker days. I always wanted to start like more of an acoustic-based yeah. project. And um, I'm wrapping that one up. That's awesome. Called neighbor, and that's gonna be like, man, big, whole, big, dirty sounds like a country band, man. Like that's I didn't right? name it. I I <laughs> I sounds named like a it Waves I, plugin, maybe. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a uh, it's a what is it? I think it's that sound, but mm-hmm. like um, I I named it President, and then I gave it to this company to like try and push for sync. And they ended up, like, for some reason, like, lost in translation. They named it Big Dirty, but that was the name of one of the plugins that I used. Oh, wow. So it's called Big Dirty now. <laughs> but um, but now I'm starting this project called Neighbor, and I'm, I'm like, I'm nervous and excited. Because, like, my whole thing has always been, like, it's so much easier with projects to be like, I don't care about it that much. So if you don't like it, it doesn't hurt my feelings. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So like, that's why with the tiger run stuff, it's always like, Oh man, it's, it's just for fun. It's a passion project. Oh, you don't like it. It's no worries. (laughs) It's easy, you know, but like, like neighbor, I'm going to put myself out there a little bit more. And I'm like, I'm actually like, you know, I'm going to actually try and sing, yeah, like sing well and like that kind of stuff. Well, dude, so like, you had something that I had found once under your name, Daniel Reed, that you'd put out. I thought maybe, maybe, I don't, and I'm pretty sure it was you. And then you, you've showed me a, you showed us a demo. You came out on the road with me one time, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I, I felt so bad for you that day, um, just because uh, we had we had miscommunication on what songs we were playing, and you're like trying to le- learn the songs. Learn and the yeah, heat. I remember that. But uh, yeah, but you but came, I like that. Yeah, I like that stuff. But you came out that time, and and you let us hear a couple things. I was like, dude, you're you got a you got an awesome voice. Dude. Oh, thanks, man. You definitely should be singing more. Thanks. So yeah, so I'm starting this like like a project, and it's for me, it's like a little bit more nerve wracking because it's like yeah, I'm gonna. I'm not going to try and be serious with it, but I'm also, like, putting myself out there a little bit more than I have with, like, other stuff. And yeah. so, Well, you should, man. You're very good at what you do, man. Dude, Just thanks, keep it up. Man. And, you know, um, I, I'll be watching. I'm sure that, 
you know, anyone who tunes into this will start following and watching. And um, Rock on. But, dude, it's been awesome. And I hope yeah. to have you on again in the future. Yeah, and um, For sure. You know, definitely, uh, it's been it's been, been a great hang. I dude, really appreciate you. Absolutely. Same. And, uh, all right, guys. So, again, check out Daniel Reed at Daniel Can't Read on uh, <laughs> Instagram. Instagram. Um, Instagram, for the most part, is where you're at. Yeah, I only I only go on yeah. Okay. I never go on Twitter. So in, Instagram's where it where it's at. So Daniel can't read. I promise you he can, so you can send him a message. <laughs> and um or go see him at the merch table at a Mercy Me Absolutely, show. Absolutely, man. They, they still have their CD still only five bucks? Oh yeah. Man, all of them. That's awesome. So yeah. grab some Mercy Me swag while you're at it <laughs> and uh get an autograph from Daniel Reed. <laughs> All right. Uh, this has been the Tom Golly Official Podcast, and that's a wrap. Mm-hmm.